answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. graphic novel version this is feb 27 2023 you were listening to an 11 year old sixth grader in windham maine now the book he got out of the library was entitled for those 14 and up but it's right there in the library and they allowed him to check it out that's just one example of what's going on inside our schools meanwhile in the dc area a 15 year old student was addressing his school board and in our principal's attempt to unify us, he instead created unwarranted boundaries and barriers between his students, pitting us against each other based on characteristics that we can't control. In another separate instance, I was told that writing All Lives Matter on the whiteboard was political and could be seen as offensive. When I questioned the teacher after class, she told me that she didn't have an answer and she just had to erase it, and it was quickly erased. There are political signs all over RHS specific about specific races that matter, specific sexual orientations that matter, and specific perspectives that matter. But when I questioned the RHS administration about how these signs were political, they told me that they were supporting human rights. So when I questioned why the equity statement couldn't represent all students, they told me that to even ask that question was outlandish and offensive. The students, the students are getting it. They begin to realize what they're being taught. That's good, because being the parents are not aware of it. Now, this 15-year-old student continued with an example that says everything. My honors government teacher, I'm not going to say his name, but he's mentioned that Democrats care more about all people, while Republicans only care about themselves. And he's also inferred to us that socialism is better than democracy. He even had a statue. He had a statue of a socialist leader in his classroom. Um... I have been, I've been told by a lot of kids that they just stay silent and adjust their schoolwork to reflect an acceptable opinion to secure a good grade. I've been approached by multiple teachers who have told me in private that they just want to say that they agree with me and they support me standing up, but they can't say it in front of the class for fear of being disciplined by the administration in some way or losing their jobs. There is clearly only one way to think in this district, and that is that they are teaching their kids to shut up if they don't agree. Is that free speech in our nation? Is that the way you want your kids to be taught? But well, you might as well enroll them in one of China's philosophy schools and 
have them fully indoctrinated. This is what's happening in our schools. Thank goodness more and more parents are stepping forward and running for school boards. I never served on a school board that actually oversaw a lot of these things. I did at one part on our church school board, but not to this extent. And when you would have kids come before you, which we never did, obviously, but for these who were in the audience, you could hear their reaction. And the board members, when they hear the 11-year-old read that male male relationship, reaching into the drawer for a condom, and I will tell you, we actually edited out one of the words the child read to the school board directly from the book. But we took it out for broadcast purposes. But it's being told to our children. It's being presented to our children. And generally, you have many inside the school district, like that librarian said, uh, would you like uh, another one? Maybe you would like one that uh, has some pictures in it. This is what we want to do with our children. And then you get to the second one about how you're told you have to hate each other because of color. You have to consider someone's inferior to you or you are superior to them. We had a teacher the other day had students of one color bowed down in front of students of another color. The color really doesn't make a difference. Let me put it that way to you right now. So I'm not going to bother telling you the color. But when you teach your students to be submissive like that because of someone's race. Tennessee lawmakers just passed a bill that would prevent drag shows from taking place on public property or in front of children. Good. That's a start in that state, and they did something bigger than that, which I will come to later in our 6 o'clock daily report. Something else underway, the Biden administration nominating a woman to serve on the FCC. Uh, she has a past history of things she's written on Twitter, and she caught, called out by Ohio Senator J.C. Uh, Vance, Republican, and there's a little bait and switch. I want to read you a tweet with, with that, uh, that backdrop in mind. And I quote, President Obama is a raggedy black supremacist president and his cowardly enablers would rather kill everybody than stop killing white people. Do you think a person who said that should be appointed or confirmed to the FCC? Could you, could you read, re, I, I didn't quite get that. Could you just reread that, would you mind? President Obama yeah. is a raggedy black supremacist president and his cowardly enablers would rather kill everybody than stop killing white people. Do you think a person, yes or no, who says that should be appointed to the FCC? I, re- I would need to know more of the context. No, you don't. You don't need the context. You wrote it. That's Gigi Son, the Biden nominee to serve on the FCC. Freedom of speech is under direct attack. How about the Second Amendment? One source says it does not give you a right to have a gun. You're also going to hear from Marine, Marine Lieutenant Colonel Dakota Wood, Ukraine, Russia, China. Lock and load. Ready. On the right. Hundreds of homeowners and businesses had or will have water main breaks. Wellington Environmental has a warning. 
You can clean up the water. But if you're not checking areas where the water leaked in the walls where you can't see it, you could end up exposing your family, your employees, your clients to hazardous mold. Wellington Environmental reminds you, if that mold is not detected, properly treated, removed, that is a risk, a liability you do not want. Wellington clients, including hospitals and schools, trust Wellington to make their environments safe. Call 314-644-4930. 644 AAA rating with the Better Business Bureau. 314-644-4930. Wellington Environmental. Your world. Cleaner. Better. Safer. Be well with Wellington. You can text Larry right now at Larry Connors USA Facebook. Larry Connors USA Facebook. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Welcome back, my guest. Always glad to have him on board. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dakota Wood retired, and now with the Heritage Foundation, of course, Lieutenant Colonel Dakota Wood is going to be joining Senator Talent here shortly, uh, later this month at a special event we're hosting. Uh, there are some tickets still available, but you need to contact the station right away. It's, you don't have to pay. They're free, but uh, we're running out of space. I, let me put it that way. First of all, Senator, uh, I think Senator, uh, first of all, Lieutenant Colonel, welcome aboard again. Simplify. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. So there are several things I want to put in front of you. I, obviously, we know when you get here, you want to uh, take a lot of answers, uh, questions from the audience, as opposed to just doing a monologue. But there's so many things developing now. I don't. I yeah. don't know where we could start. But let's begin with uh, the money that's being spent in mm-hmm. Ukraine. We've got uh, Congressman Waltz, Republican of Florida, and Banks of Indiana. You know they're asking for it, and others. And then specifically, mm-hmm. by the way, before we get onto the money fully, they're also demanding transparency when it comes to the wokeness they think is destroying our military that exists right now. Yeah, you know, the connective tissue between those two issues is how do we think about military power, uh, the status of the U.S. military, and the extent to which we support somebody else's military for some objective, right, you know, some end. And, uh, you know, if you're spending money and it's not being used well, or if you're interjecting um, <clears throat> sociopolitical sorts of agenda items into the U.S. military, uh, th- those are not good outcomes, Right. So uh, to, to the first part about transparency and the money being given to Ukraine, you would spend with this year uh, about $850 billion uh, on our uh, defense national security capabilities. And, we, and you do that so you can have a military that can be out there confronting China or Russia or Iran or North Korea, you know, anything that might blow up. Well, if you told me that for $25 billion, uh, maybe 30 billion as we get into the spring of direct military assistance to Ukraine, that that could destroy half of Russia's tanks, probably a third of their total military force, tens of thousands of casualties, and reduce the threat that Russia poses to Europe. That's pretty good return on the dollar invested. I mean, you know, it, it's if coming you in Ukrainian if, though, blood. You, you said if. 
Yeah, I mean, so so that you know, what's in the mind of Putin, and this is where deterrence is at. There are aspects of the Russian military that haven't been used. They haven't used their air force really, or bombers. Uh, they haven't used the more sophisticated cruise missiles that they have, and the Russian Navy is not, not even a shadow of what it was in the past on the surface Navy, but they have a very capable submarine force still. So there are tools at Putin's disposal that he has not yet used in Ukraine. However, you know, the threat of a land invasion into some other parts of Europe has been diminished because of what Ukraine has been able to do to the Russian military with U.S. support. So this is where this debate rages is we keep giving money to Ukraine, but Ukraine is using that to greatly reduce the conventional military threat posed by Russia for some period of time. So is that a good investment or not? What it does, though, in the risk assessment back home, we have so allowed our U.S. military to degrade in capacity and modernity, you know, the the new stuff or old stuff that it has for for 25 or 30 years. You know, what do we do with that? And that, that it's a real indictment of our industrial base and defense policies for the past two or three decades. All right, let me. Uh, uh, there's several avenues to go down. Let's let's sure. deal with first of all. Treasury Secretary Yellen stated the other day, "We're going to provide another 10 billion to Ukraine in the mm-hmm. coming months." There is no transparency on where this money is going and it's not being audited and so forth. Is it really going to help Ukraine fight Russia, or is it just disappearing somewhere? No, there's a huge amount of accountability. So, again, there's two sides to this thing. The military support, we know where every missile, armored vehicle, uh, med pack, uh, the bombs, I mean, uh, artillery shells, we know where all of that is going because they're physical things. They pass through a checkpoint in Germany uh, or in Poland before they're actually handed over to the Ukrainians, and you can measure almost in real time with folks that we've got in that area how that's being consumed. The sketchiness comes in the other sorts, humanitarian assistance, funds given to the Ukrainian government to to do the things that it would need to do to govern the country because their industry and the ability to generate capital inside the country has been almost completely destroyed. So what we find is on the conservative and Republican side, as well as on the Democrat liberal side, continued support for military aid because you can track that. And everything that we give to the Ukrainians has huge amount of transparency and accountability. But the tens of billions of dollars and this other sort of support, uh, you know, you give them a bag of money. Well, I mean, how do they actually use that effectively to keep the government running or to give, you know, blankets or food or medical supplies uh, to a war-ravaged population? So I think that's really where the debate is. All right, let's talk about a couple of the pieces of equipment we have since, since you're talking about that. I'm, I'm looking at a piece that happened uh, the other day that the White House National Security Advisor James mm-hmm. Sullivan said that uh, Biden it was advised by the military sending Abrams tanks would not make sense for that war. Your thought? I think they are responding to a political message from the White House that says don't give a good reason for giving tanks. All so right. Biden had promised 31 tanks, which is about a, a tank battalion in Ukraine, the U.S. has 6,000 of these things, and, and we're dragging our feet for a year or more into the future to provide these tanks. The Ukrainians have really used quite effectively everything that we've been given. Does it complicate things for parts blocks and maintainers and those sorts of things? Absolutely. But if you were on the ground in Ukraine, 
would you rather have a tank or not have a tank? Oh, yeah. Right? That, yeah. But, but I'm also thinking if we're thinking about it, why don't we just send them instead of sending another $10 billion? Well, and you have shorten, to actually have to the do use, both. Shorten the war. Well, yeah, they want to do both. I know that. Well, I, yeah, also, why, I, I have Congressman McCall, Republican of Texas, who yeah. said yesterday that send them F-16s, put them in the sky. Yeah, well, when you're in war, like if it was 1940, 1941, could anybody have anticipated the ravenous appetite of war in 1943 or 44, or Korea or Vietnam or Desert Storm? So we have this idea of what war is like and that it can be very carefully managed with a lot of nuance. and You can pick an end date, and it's just not like that. As long as Putin continues to throw in hundreds of thousands of people, whether they're well-trained or not, these are still people cannon that are invading fodder. and occupying Ukraine. Yeah, they're cannon fodder. They're cannon fodder. Uh, but if you don't shoot them, if you don't shoot them, then they run over the country. So you got to have the yeah. ammo to be able to do that. Yeah, it's, it's much like uh, the enemy of the gate is seen from World War II. Right. I mean, uh, when they started turning to go run back to their commanders, their own commanders were shooting them. So they only had yeah, one. Stalingrad, one yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one rifle per, per troop, basically. But now we have now China suggesting we're going to mm-hmm. step in and help make things better. Now, I, I don't think China and Russia trust each other, but it's going to be a coalition that would really be aimed at the Western world and us. Your evaluation. That, well, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? So, right. I mean, we worked with Stalin in World War II yep. to try to defeat Nazi Germany. So China is no friend of Russia, vice versa. Um, they've been at odds with each other for literally centuries, but they both see an opportunity to, to exploit the situation to diminish the United States. So if China can give stuff to Russia, that keeps Russia in the fight longer, and that harms European, uh, European you know, stability and unity, and it causes more angst in the United States, and we continue to give more things, isn't that a good day for China, right? So China is going to exploit or leverage this war in Ukraine to advance its own agenda. And, and you know, there's not a lot we can do to stop that, uh, because you know, this interconnectedness economically. I mean, look at the you know, National Basketball Association, NBA, <laughs> right, signing yeah. an agreement with a Chinese company. I, I mean, <laughs> American companies and, and, and the public have to get it in their heads. China is not our friend at all, and, and they will use everything that they can, you know, to leverage their advantage in the Indo-Pacific and to keep us tied up in Europe. Yeah, in fact, I believe they were shadowing one of our planes again the other day in international right. waters again, threatening. Yeah, within just a few hundred closer. feet. Yeah, if you come with yeah. any closer, we'll, you've already been warned. I, in the midst of all of this, you know, the American people, uh, the question is how much more we're going to have to spend on it, and then what's mm-hmm. going to be the outcome? Is there an end game anywhere? And no one sees one. This is the tragic failure of the Biden administration is not articulating what a win looks like, right? So Biden comes out with these very vague statements about we'll be with you to the end. Okay, well, what is that? Is that Russia evicted from Crimea? Is it the establishment of, uh, you know, post-February 24th uh, last year borders with the exception of Crimea? Um, Is it to rebuild the country? Uh, and, And the administration has not been clear about that. So the American public is rightfully suspicious you know, yeah. because you keep wanting to send this money and tanks and ammunition, and everything over there. But to what end? You know, is is it submission of Ukraine? Is it regime change? Is it 
you know, Putin decided to pull out, uh, which he is not going to do. Well, uh, what about what about his future. plans? As you already announced that maybe we're going to uh, uh, let me see. The wording is not really annex uh, Belarus, but we're going to be kind of a joint mm-hmm. state, which puts them closer to another NATO country, uh, Latvia. So we're at some point incursion within NATO countries where we're going to be forced to take an action. Poland's already on yeah. the edge of it anyway. Yeah, and the sphere of escalation. You know, how wide does this war go? Well, if you stop supporting Ukraine today, Russia wins, and that whets his appetite, Putin's, and he uses that as a launching pad for, you know, into Romania or Moldova, uh, threatening the Baltic states, you know, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, they're connecting into Kaliningrad, which is on the north side of Poland. Uh, so that's not a good day. But if you're going to try to stop that from happening, you run the risk of exactly what you're talking about. You know, does he use Belarus? There's a report unverified of, uh, of a very key aircraft stationed at an air base in Belarus that was attacked with drones. Belarus had said that they're not going to get into the fight unless they were attacked. So could you envision some kind of um, of false attack attributed to Ukraine that gives a justification for Belarus getting involved? Now you've got a northern front, and those kinds of problems. So it's a very complicated situation, but the outcome is really, really important. Yeah, and very quickly, just just your 15-second appraisal that we're sending up uh, three astronauts, one cosmonaut to space station again. We're still maintaining a Russian-U.S. relationship. The, the U.S. cannot get to the space station without Russia. That's, That's what I want to hear you say. To. We're having to rely on them, aren't we? <laughs> exactly, yes. Hey, I appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you here later this month, sir. It's going to be great. Hey, looking forward to engaging the audience. Thank you very much, Lieutenant Colonel Dakota Wood with the Heritage Foundation. Uh, the event is Tuesday, March 14th. He will be joined by Senator Talent. uh, We do have some tickets available, but you need to contact the station uh, and put them in. It's not costing you anything, but we need to reserve the seats for you. Make sure you do. Ackerman Toyota wishing you a great 2023. But Jay Ackerman knows that times are tough for some. So Jay has a mission to help charities that truly make a difference. Food banks, veterans groups, charities battling cancer, head injuries. Jay wants to give back to the community. So I personally ask you to consider his mission when you're shopping for a car. AckermanToyota.com. Ackerman Toyota at Hampton and Interstate 44. Ackerman Toyota for life. There is a great story about how John Beal Roofing got started. I encourage you to read it at their website. JohnBillRoofing.com. That 1947 story leads to three generations of the Bill family repairing, replacing roofs on homes and businesses. Read the story at JohnBillRoofing.com. And when you need roofing help, support my sponsor, John Bill. Call 1 800 New Roof. 1 800 New Roof. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. 
So the Tennessee State Legislature passed a bill that would ban the use of puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgical operations on children in order to change their gender. Now they're just waiting Governor Bill Bill Lee's signature, and it will happen. Lawmakers of the State House passed the legislation 77 to 16, three Democrats voting with the Republicans. The House Majority Leader said, These children do not need these medical procedures to be able to flourish as adults. They need mental health treatment. They need love. They need support. Many of them need to be able to grow up to become the individuals they were intended to be. Well, of course, similar bills have gained traction in various other Republican-led states, Nebraska, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Dakota, South Carolina. But yes, here comes the ACLU on its Calvary, signaling it intends to challenge all these bills in court, specifically Tennessee now, stating that all Tennesseans should have access to the health care they need to survive and thrive. Where does it say that a child is just just not sure of, am I in the right body? Am I confused today? Am I the person I'm supposed to be, that kind of confusion when they can't even make up their mind what they want for dinner can decide, I want to have transgender surgery. There are states that have already declared that they are sanctuary states. The state of California, if you can get here by whatever means, if someone will bring you here, we will move forward. We will give you an exam, which means probably a 15-minute discussion, and then they'll begin drug and then surgery, chopping off breast castration for the boys, without the parents even knowing. So the ACLU, though, is going to try to take the battle now to these states that have passed laws and said, no, you're not going to have this for children. This all came to light when a Daily Wire host found that Vanderbilt officials had referred to transitions especially sex change operations as, and the quote is, big money makers, big money makers. That investigation then prompted the Republican governor, Bill Lee, to call for an investigation into the Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Currently, the St. Louis Washington University Transgender Center is under investigation. As a whistleblower came forward and said, I thought maybe I was helping in the beginning, but now I realize this is not helping these kids. Vanderbilt Health, by the way, was the sole sponsor of the kids and family portion of the Nashville Pride Parade, which included both Drag Bingo and Drag Queen Story Hour. Now, I told you earlier that the state legislature has passed a bill that would prevent drag shows from taking place in front of children or on public property. Now, that is also on its way to the Tennessee governor's desk. How have we gotten to this point? Because we've allowed and moved an inch, then a foot, and then a yard, and just given away territory instead of standing to protect our children. We protect our children from these woke predators by saying, hands off just their body and their mind. You're not going to touch either one. 
And right now, we need to increase that fight. A child makes a decision at that point and regrets it later. There's no turning back. And if they want you to believe that a child might be suicidal because they can't have the change, what's their answer going to be? And it's been documented when as an older teen or a young person, they now decide, I don't want this. I want to go back to what I was. But at that point, they've gone too far. There is no reversing. We approved it and allowed it. The other day, we were talking about the issue regarding the St. Louis Circuit Attorney and the Missouri Attorney General's Office plan to oust her because she is failing at her job. That battle continues, not going to be resolved anytime soon. And at the base of the story is a 21-year-old who is out on recognizance bond for a 2020 armed robbery. 2020. He was on an ankle monitor, which he violated apparently three dozen times or more. And he still was not locked up. And it came to a tragic, tragic ending the other day when police say he ran a stoplight, hit a car, then pushed it into a family that was visiting from Tennessee. And a young girl here for a volleyball tournament, apparently an honors merit student, scholarship athlete possibly for college, for volleyball, loses both of her legs. I had a comment come in. You can always write me, of course, at Larry Connors, USA. I had a comment from someone referring to the way things are being handled here as to reference who's in charge and who's not and what kind of, what are we doing to stop crime? And he said, status quo is our crime plan. He said, I heard a female caller tell Larry Connors USA on his radio show a few years ago that she would keep voting Democrat Party in the city because eventually they would get it right. And since 1949, he adds, they haven't gotten it right. And I pointed out, I, I don't know if she really understood what she was saying. They keep failing us, they, the Democrats in this case for the city, but we, the those who vote for them, keep electing them. Why? Because, what, they're willing to suffer? Might as well grab a hammer and keep hitting yourself in the head. Which brings me to David Hogg, of course, now speaking on behalf of Second Amendment rights or lack thereof. He was, of course, one of those at the Florida school, a survivor, and has become a anti-gun enthusiast. And he says, you have no right to a gun. You're not a militia. When you're talking about your Second Amendment rights, you're talking about a state's right to have what is today the National Guard. The modern interpretation of 2A, Second Amendment, is a ridiculous fraud pushed for decades by the gun lobby. No, it's not. And I responded to him on tweet, and I doubt David Hogg's going to bother responding to me, and that's just fine. I said, I gather that you got no education on the Constitution. Or maybe you read about it in a comic book. 
with pictures or just sucked up leftist propaganda. The fact is the Second Amendment does provide, quote, a well-regulated militia, the party's talking about. It also includes the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So when he says you have no right to a gun, yes, you do, under the Second Amendment. And that right shall not be infringed. They don't know what they're talking about, and they want to throw out the Constitution because it doesn't fit what they want it to say. You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. Wow, already 2023, and we're getting closer to opening Napoli Sea. Unique, exquisite, focusing on the finest, freshest seafood, lobster, crab, the best caviar, with a variety of fish specials. Napoli Sea, right next door to Napoli 3 on the streets of St. Charles. Easy to satisfy your seafood craving or the finest Italian food. Napoli Sea, coming soon. Joining Napoli 3 in St. Charles, Town and Country, and Clayton. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. So if you've watched the cartoon Dilbert in the newspapers, you're not going to be finding it now. Uh, the creator of the cartoon had made some remarks, shocking rant on YouTube is what's described in one story by CNN, which I'm not going to deny that's a good explanation of it. He basically said on his uh, coffee show, it's called uh, Real Coffee with Scott Adams. He's the creator of Scott the Dilbert cartoon. He basically called black Americans a hate gang and says white people should get away from them. Get the hell away from them. His comments were in response to a poll from the conservative firm Rasmussen that 53% of black Americans agreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. I don't really know how that had anything to do with his response, but, but his response it said, his response when he said, I don't want anything to do with them. I'm not black Americans. And I would say based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Because there's no fixing this. He's wrong. And now, of course, all these papers that were carrying Dilbert, which was a funny cartoon, just stuff in the office place, sometimes running against a boss or trying to pull little tricks, whatever that, you know. That remark, can't accept it, will not accept it. That kind of remark is as divisive as anything maybe a Black Panther might have said or someone else. You cannot divide us like that. You didn't help. Remember our pledge, one nation under God. 